0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure, you got this, Adidas.
1: Dream thoroughbreds, great horses, great trainers, great people, great fun. And, of course, they are our supporters of the Melbourne preview on a Friday for the Metropolitan Saturday afternoon meeting. And, of course, we're heading back to Mooney Valley on a Saturday afternoon, looking forward to this. And Marty Sidon joins us now to update us on the track conditions at the valley. day to you, Marty. There you go. Had a bit of rain this week in Melbourne. What's the track looking like? Yeah, we're coming on
2: the soft vibe. Um Rail back in the true. Um, we're at two metres back that New Z meeting. And with that, we've also uh, put on 55mm of irrigation. So, um, yeah, track's in good order. It's going to be a reasonably warm day today, 23 degrees and then 25 tomorrow. So I expect it to get to that good port, a good through range sometime throughout the day tomorrow.
1: And the track's been playing beautifully, mate. You've had the out two metres, but you go back into the true tomorrow?
2: Yeah, that's correct. So um, that was, We've got a pretty heavy schedule coming up now, all up to All-Star miles, so... We'll be in the tree for our next two meetings then slowly move the rail out until that Sunday meeting and then back to the tree for the all-star mail. All star
1: alright mate. So any wind conditions that we need to take note for tomorrow or, or do we uh, they, trust they're, they're the Weather Bureau?
2: There's going around the 25 k in the south, so that's going to be in their face in the straight. So I yeah. will probably need some cover around the bend and then be able to pull out and run on. But the track generally races pretty even when it's in the tree. And like I said, two to three-week breaks since the last meeting starts to be covered really well and we expect a good day's racing tomorrow. Some nice weather.
1: Did you have any gallops on Monday? No, we
2: didn't this week, just through yep. staff shortages and um, just yeah, the, and the hot weather, just with the rail. And the true, it does affect watering. So what we've done is we've uh, we left the rail down. We're only putting it up today, so we've been out of water in our last water. Hopefully it'll be last night. I'll just see how it goes today, but I don't think I'll need to put any more water on.
1: All right. All right, Marty. Looking forward to tomorrow being back at the valley. So the rail is in the true. We should be on a good four and should be a great day's racing. Yeah, it should
2: be. Thanks,
1: mate. And now the beaten favourite joins us, Nicholas Ashman. Hello, Nick.
3: Hello, Gareth. How are good, you? Good,
1: thanks, mate. This is a pretty good meeting for a, a summer's afternoon at Mooney Valley on, on a Saturday <laughs> in Melbourne. Um, what do you make of this card?
3: Yeah, it's
4: really good. It's on the back up from, uh, obviously, Flemington and their uh, rapid racing uh, this afternoon into the evening. And, uh, yeah, it's a good a good weekend of racing, I would have thought, in Melbourne. Two very different tracks. One just straight uh, racing over 1,200 metres or less and, And the other one around the tight-turning track, that is the valley that we love.
1: Yeah, and I'm looking forward to Flemington this afternoon as well, rapid racing, something they've tried for the last Mm. couple of years, something a little bit different as well. So um, always entertaining down the straight there at at Flemington. But what are we doing from them? First of all, a punting perspective tomorrow at Moonee Valley.
4: I think the best bet, Gareth, is in race four, number six, Shuffle Dancer, she's... Done a great job this preparation. She's placed all three runs. Uh, One-two starts back at Sandown on the lakeside track, and it was a really dominant victory, cruising home by three lengths on that soft-five track over 1,400 metres. She then goes to Flemington and was beaten by Rotara Taki. Uh They ran really good time. The third horse in that race, Bellarish, has come out of one since. Uh, she won last weekend uh, at Flemington. Uh, there was a good margin between Shuffle Dancer and Bellarish. Uh, The last 400 meters from Shuffle Dancer was the best for the entire meeting that day. I just think she's a a quality filly. She may end up sort of nabbing a stakes race if Moods can keep her up and rolling. And speaking of Moods, he's training it up over 30% for the last 30 days. He's profit on turnover for 30, 60, 90 days. You take your marker. He's returning a profit for for his followers. And Benny Mellon in the saddle, we lose nothing there as well. He's an outstanding rider, so... She maps pretty well as well, Gareth. Uh, She jumps from barrier four currently. Uh, I think she'll probably sort of, they'll try and hold a slightly more forward spot, I think, on her without getting too far back. But uh, listening to Marty there and, and sort of our early track walk information suggests that, you know, probably lanes three, four and five will be the absolute pinnacle. Certainly no disadvantage to be lanes one and two, but if you can blend in, you might have a small advantage.
1: You would have been a bit of a a dancer that had a shuffle back in your day, Nicholas. <laughs> uh, I didn't mind it. it was, yes,
4: uh, it just a, just a skinny guy shuffle. Uh, <laughs> there was not much. There was not much coordination going on, but that's okay. We'll leave no. that to the filly anyway, <laughs> mate. I think she she's by her. I am Invincible, which has got to be
1: named after you, of course. Yes, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, what Any else? Mate. What <laughs> else are we doing from a punting perspective at the valley there? Yeah, we're going to end up in a terrible hole if we
4: keep going with that conversation. We don't need to go there. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> Let's go to race seven, mate. Now,
4: I I think we tipped Exeter here uh, on your show a couple of weeks ago when Miles was uh, yes. in the chair. Oh, he can win again. Well, not win again, but he can win. But I like the 13, of Prey Lemur here for uh, Dean Bernays and Blake McDougall. She was okay last time out over this track and distance. In fact, if you look at her overall record, at the Mooney Valley 1200 metres. She's pretty good, placed three from five, including a victory. Really, her only poor run on paper was back in November 2021, where she was unplaced behind, believe it or not, Dance to Dubai, who's a favourite for this race. But she was caught three wide without any cover on that occasion. And she wasn't beaten that far by Dance to Dubai. I think with a better run in transit here, which she's bound to get from Barrier Two, I think, and, and dropping down to 54 kilos, I reckon she might just be able to turn the tables on Dance to Dubai. And uh, I think if you know around that fourteen dollar mark, she'll do me each way.
1: So we can get around thirteen dollars three fifty bet three six five with eight Miller. So race seven, number thirteen at Moony Valley. Have you got another one for us at the Valley in the last few races?
4: Yeah, look, look, the best ruffie of the day that we've made is race eight, number ten. Don't doubt Dory. uh, to be ridden by Carlene Heffel, who's got a terrific record on this six-year-old son of Fiorente. She's ridden him on 20 of his 28 races and has partnered him in six of his seven victories, including once here at the Valley. His lone start at the Valley resulted in a victory. And it was first up from a spell, which he is on Saturday, and it was at the mile, which is exactly the distance of this race. I think he's sort of around 51 $41 around the place. And look, Savannah Cloud's the horse to beat for mine. Uh, I think it should be uh, favourite. I'm not sure if it is at the moment. I think it was second favourite last time I looked behind pounding. But I think Savannah Cloud should be favourite. It's airborne, that horse, and and gets down nicely and weighs 53.5 kilos after the claim. But don't doubt Dory at the big, big odds. I think he can cause a bit of a boil over.
1: Love your work. Do you have an opinion at Flemington this afternoon?
4: Well, I think the best is in race two, number 11, Smile and Wave. Uh, just ran a great figure first up at Mornington. I'm a little bit wary about going from Mornington Maidens to Flemington Up the Australia, it's a vastly different sort of, um, you know, dynamic in terms of the track. But the horse looks like it's come back in pretty good order. And I've spec the roughy, race five, number two, stupendo. I, will wonder, I wonder if, uh, given the Standish Handicap was run last Saturday, I wonder if there'll be any consideration in time to running it on the rapid racing night. Might just give it a little boost.
1: Yeah, so I don't mind that idea. And if the beaten favourite wasn't going as well as it is at the moment, there's definitely a job for you. You could host your own radio show. Um, <laughs> you could be the CEO of the VRC if you wanted as well. Um, Nicholas, mate, I, I get sick you, of my, really.
4: Yeah, I get sick of my own voice. The only trouble is I'm attached to it, so I've got to live with it.
1: All right, mate. Um, <laughs> you just keep on dominating. And the beaten favourite, how do we find all of your work?
4: Yeah, go to thebeatandfavourite.com. So with that, we're, you know, we've got uh, long shots, best bets, how the tracks are going to play and everything for Flemington, Ramwick and the Valley tomorrow, all the information's there.
1: Good on you, mate. Thanks for that.
4: Thanks, G. Yes. See you,
0: brother.
1: Great to be with you on this Friday, 0499 Let us know what you think we'll be winning over the weekend across all three codes. Of course, we've got the Paws of Thunder. At Wentworth Park on a Saturday night. What a clash that promises to be. Especially against like an Emron Boys out to $5 now and she's a Pearls drawn box number eight in that final. So we might try and catch up with Jason Lincoln a little later on. Of course, a part owner of she's a Pearl and that group one pours a thunder. And we've got the Ballarat pacing cup. One of the better Ballarat pacing cups I've seen for a little while. There tomorrow night in the trots at group one level. We've got the star Kiwi pace, a copy that, arriving in town to kick off his Summer of Glory campaign. But we need to cut, find a couple of winners in Brisbane on a Saturday afternoon. We head to Doombin tomorrow afternoon, and our man Chris O'Nelson joins us now. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Gareth. Um, take two of the Magic Millions yesterday, and we had to chat about this a little bit when you and I were together doing Giddy Up and the Magic Millions yeah. show on the Gold Coast. Tony Golan's been the, the king of Queensland racing. He's won the Metro Premiership for the last nine years, but he he hadn't struck in a big race on Magic Millions day, but skirt the law. Wow, wee, what a performance by that filly! He deserved that victory, Tony Golan, but he might have found something pretty special there yesterday.
5: Yeah, I think you're right. The query was Gareth, what what she'd been beating? Yeah. We know she'd been beating them so easily, and she's got that beautiful effortless action. But what was she beating? But I mean, she could only win. She'd done it like in barrier trial fashion. And, and, and look,
2: you mentioned we were together
5: last week at the barrier draw, and when she came up with that gate, she was the big firmer, and she was the big winner out of the barrier draws last week. And when the rain came on Saturday, we all thought, oh, that's not the place to be, and her price got out a little bit. But come yesterday, where it all cleared up and we're back on a good track. Well, there you go, no problems at all. She, She drew the right gate. She was ridden perfectly by Ryan Maloney, and she was strong to the line. They weren't taking any ground off her at all.
1: It's it's amazing, really, with these babies, because someone knew, because she was nearly the favourite on a Saturday for the Magic Millions two-year-old classic. She was heavily supported. She got out yesterday to around $7. But yep. um, as you pointed out, she hadn't beaten much. And on times, um, she had a little bit to do to take on some of the more fancied runners or runners like the Empire of Japan and the Platinum Jubilees in the race yesterday. But with these babies, you just don't know their ceiling, really. Um, especially if they've been winning. And, boy, she found a few lengths, an extra couple of lengths there yesterday.
5: Well, look, another major uh, plus for her, a big positive, is she hadn't raced for six weeks. Yeah. So, I mean, that's another thing. I mean, fitness levels had to be a query as well. So, crikey, I'd hate to think what she would have done to them if she was even fitter because she probably, you'd have to say, she may not have been quite 100%.
1: She's into about $15 with bet 365 now for the Golden Slipper. I think Kings Gambit yep. might be the best two year old that I've seen so far, but in saying that, she's been able to to do it against a, a star studded lineup there yesterday. So, um, yeah, hopefully they head towards a Golden Slipper and she'll be mighty competitive. And, um, yeah, what? great to see Tony Golan, the Queenslanders taste success.
5: Yeah, and look, you mentioned Kings Gambit, I agree, best two year old I've seen so far, but. One big tick next to a uh, skirt, the law's name, so she's won on heavy ground. And come yeah. golden slip of time, we know what the weather's like in Sydney.
1: Now, can you explain Yellow Brick's run for us yesterday? Oh, I, I can't. It was just the weirdest run. Yes. I expected him to be up second or third
5: in the run. He's five lengths off the lead. He never travelled at any stage. No. Even at the... I thought Spiritualized had that race shot to pieces at the 200-metre mark. He's hit the wall. Yellow Brick's gone back to the fence, which may not have been the best spot, but Vinko came through there late. And at the 50-metre mark, I thought he was going to win, although he's still going to win this race. And then fashion legend pips him on the post, unfortunately. But that was a run and a half. As I said, he never travelled. He was never in the spot that he should be or we expected him to be, yet he almost got away with the race.
1: Great story for Will Friedman. He emailed Mr. Um, Boho there the other day, and he asked if he could train a horse two years ago. Um, he did have an owner for that, that particular three-year-old. And um, yeah, he was given an opportunity. Now he wins a three-year-old guinea. So well under Will Freeman and Richard Friedman. But Yellow Brick Benny Thompson said after the race that he just didn't—he it, it, it wasn't himself. He didn't go a yard, no. and he still finished second. So um,
5: yeah, he still finished. So next year, Strad—this uh, stra- year now, sorry, Stradbroke could be a. A big aim for him. But ironic that Ben Thompson's been riding fashion legend every one of the wins, yeah. and he's on yellow brick <laughs> this time. He got a feel
1: for him. Yeah, that's life, unfortunately, <laughs> for jocks. Um, tomorrow yeah. we're on a soft five. Rail's out two and a half metres at Doom, but How do you think this track will play, and what's the weather looking like in, in Queensland over the next 24 hours? Well,
5: it's supposed to be reasonably clear, but uh, I've driven down from the Sunshine Coast this morning, went past the track there, and it was raining. A kilometre past there, it stopped raining and it stopped raining all the way until I got to Brisbane, and I've just sort of gone past Doombin a moment ago, and it's quite drizzly. So it is all supposed to clear, but the weather in Queensland at the moment, as we know from last Saturday in the Gold Coast, Gareth, it's uh, a little unpredictable. Yes. So I would say probably soft five will, will be our reading. I don't. There's nothing heavy around. It's just a little bit of drizzle here and there. How do we make some money then? Well, I think, there's some, I think Tony Golan will have another good day on paper anyway. Race two, number two, isn't one of his, but I think it'll win. That's Zarina, Sophia, uh, Gerald Ryan and Sterling, Alexio. I love the run at Canterbury last start. 1,100 metres. I like the way she finished off and get a little bit past the post there through the line. She was uh, really strong. She gets an extra 100 metres tomorrow. This is not a strong field. And I think she'll be winning. So, race two, number two, Zarina Sophia. The first of the goal good things, race four. Sorry, race three. Number four, Busting. Won uh, his first two starts on the Gold Coast. Just the average Saturday meetings. And then stepped it up on Wave Day and ran second to Jun Quira. That's uh, very smart one from uh, John O'Shea's stable. Beat the rest by an absolute space. I think he'll be winning this race tomorrow, Busting. I think he's very promising. Race three, number four. And the other the other, um and runner race 7, number 11, Vaccine, I thought she was one of the runs of the day on Wave Day. We know they couldn't make any ground that day. She did. Uh, she gets a little bit further tomorrow. I'd love it to be 1,400 and a bigger track, but I still think uh, 1,350 at Dooban, at this stage of her prep, she's the one to beat. So they're the three for me. Could be a good multi as well.
1: Good on you, Chris. O. Thanks for that, mate. Enjoy your day. You too. Thanks, Gareth. There's Chris Nelson. So race 2, number 2, Sarina Sophia, Busting race three, number four, and vaccine race seven, number 11. His plays there at Doomben tomorrow afternoon. This is Giddy Up with Gareth Hall on this Friday, 27 minutes past eight. In the east, 27 minutes past seven in Queensland. Of course, 5.27 in WA. We'll take the news, and on the other side of it, we'll preview Ramwick today. Oh, I should say tomorrow afternoon. Michael Wood will join us with a track update. Joe Pryde will have a chat to us, and Dean Watling will recap his best bets on that program there at Randwick on Saturday. We'll take a break. This is Giddy Up. In fact, it's news time right now here on and Track, your home of chasing, pacing and racing. Welcome back to Giddy Up. We're previewing our Metro cards there on a Saturday here on Giddy Up on this Friday morning. It's time to head to Sydney to catch up with Michael Wood for a track update there at Royal Randwick ahead of tomorrow's meeting. Good morning to you, Michael.
6: Yeah, good morning, Gareth.
1: Um, what are we expecting uh, on a Saturday afternoon at Royal Randwick?
6: Now, thankfully it's meant to meant to clear up. We've had a little bit of rain over the last two days, but um yeah, it looks to be that it's just gonna be a bit of a partly cloudy day there tomorrow and um and some fineing conditions. So um we're on a soft six this morning. Um and it's only just into that soft six range. We just as we we're walking the track we've we've had a few showers. So um I'd expect that we're probably somewhere around that soft five mark in the morning and, and, and hopefully improving.
1: Okay, so what's the weather looking like in the next 24 hours anyway?
6: Yeah, it is just a bit overcast, as I say, just some scattered showers around Sydney at the moment. and yep. um, It is meant to clear into the afternoon and uh, we've got a night meeting on over at Canterbury, so um, that'll be good for that. But, um, yeah, a clearing afternoon here and, um, yeah, as I say, a, a partly cloudy
1: day tomorrow. And the rail's four metres there at Randwick tomorrow?
6: Yep, four-metre rail. Um, to be honest, the track's really come into its own. We had a, had a couple of weeks off, so, um, yeah, the turf's in, in great order. Not a blemish on it, so, um, yeah, it should be a great day.
1: And what are we expecting at Canterbury tonight, mate, if that rain does stay away um, this afternoon?
6: Yeah, look, it's very similar. I walked it as well this morning uh, before coming to Roundwick, so um, it's a soft six at the moment, but, again, only just. Um, I'd expect if it does clear, we'll be somewhere around that five mark. It's... Um, you know, we we had some quite hot days earlier in the week, so we we backed off um, off our irrigation. We both tracks ended up with around 20 millimetres of rain there uh, only the other night. So um, they've handled the rain well, and um, yeah, they should just be a nice
1: surface. Good on you, mate. Thanks for that, Michael. Good luck. Thanks, Gareth. There's Michael Wood with a track update there at Roundwick, and also at Canterbury tonight in New South Wales. Geez, Fleetwood's had support. As I speak, he's just into 3.80 now with Bet365. Let's hear what James Cummings has to say about his two-year-old making its debut there at Randwick tomorrow.
2: Last year, the only horse that Vin Cox had his eye on to buy was this horse, Fleetwood. So, he's in the acceptances for this race on Saturday at Randwick. He's, uh, he's, found, the, he's found the watchful eye of your trial expert. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully your man and my man are on
1: the money with their keen eyes. So that's a good push. That's as good as push you'll get from James Cummings with Fleetwood. He's been heavily supported since yesterday as well. And then Passagiotta is at $2.70. Um, it's been firm at that price. Bjorn Baker trains this very quick filly. This is what Bjorn had to say about her chances in race five at Randwick on Saturday.
3: She is thriving. Um, her work on Tuesday was excellent. It was very, very similar to what she Actually, we've got the trackers with the heart rate and all the speed and all that. It was a, nearly exactly the same as it was leading into her, her last start where she was a good winner. We've actually had plenty of rain here at Randwick overnight, so I'd, I'd prefer her on, on the firmer to track the better. I thought she got away with it a bit last time, but um, she looks magnificent. She does look better from her last run. Her coat's out. She... She reminds me so much of wanting Rupert, her father, it's, um it's sort of uncanny. So, and I think she's she's may not be as quick, but she may be as well. She's very, yep. very fast.
1: So that's a good push there from beyond. And Michael Wood's suggesting that the track will be drying out before Saturday. So that's a, a big tick for the filly as well. And Dean Watling joins us from the Barry Attendant. G'day, Dino. Good morning, Gareth. What are you doing from a punting perspective there at Ranwick tomorrow?
3: Yeah, well, it's interesting. I'm in Cronulla at the minute, and it's absolutely pouring. So, hopefully, yep. Randwick misses that, and we get a, a drying track. Hopefully, back to a soft five. I think that would be ideal. But it um, should play fair, albeit. Um, race one, I really like Fleetwood. It was a good push there from James Cummings. As you mentioned, he, he doesn't give much away. That's about as good as the push you can get. The market's really come for this horse. Uh, Barry Seven. Obviously, Nash was booked to ride, but had that heart scare this week. And Josh Parr goes on, who rode a couple of winners yesterday. So, has really savaged it. I think it will start close to favourite now. um, I think race one, number four, Fleetwood, can kick this off there um, to a good start at Ramwick.
1: Yep, so race one, number four, Fleetwood. What else have you got for us, Dino?
3: Yeah, race three, the Tab Highway. It's not a race we generally touch on, but this weekend it's an absolutely... Um, outstanding race. Mogo Magic is a horse that I really like. It's a progressive horse, had two wins, both rated really well and then has been since back to the trials. a we fresh freshening on that trial at Kembla Grange. was absolutely phenomenal. Um, this horse is a horse who's way better than Highway Grade. So race three, number 11, Mogo Magic. I'm going to have a little saver there on number eight, Smoke Show, who was really good last start. Uh, from the Danielle Seed Stable. So, race three, number 11, Mogo Magic, the main play, and number eight, Smoke Show, a saver.
1: I think your best bet's coming up a little later on as well at Randwick.
3: Yeah, best bet comes up in race five, number five, Passagliata. Really love that push from Bjorn as well because the only query I have with this horse is she's doing it all in her first preparation. So, Sometimes they can go off the boil and have that flat run and need a spell, but all signs to point towards another peak performance here, third up. She's put two wins on the board, just speed at the start of her races and speed at the end of the races, and that's a beautiful profile of the are to follow. Um, I echo what Bjorn thinks with the track. I think the drier, the better for her. Um, so hopefully we get back to a soft five, but gate eight, Rachel King just lands on the bunny. Controls the tempo, and I think this filly's um, well and truly better than benchmark 72 grades. So best, best, race five, number five, Giada.
1: Beautiful. Is that all you got for us at Randwick on a Saturday, Dino? Yeah,
3: I think race six, number six, uh, Verinelli is another one I like. We'll sit up on the bunny and water out and bottom flying at the minute. So that will probably round out the day, but um, the ones I mentioned earlier I'm much more confident in.
1: Do you have an opinion there at Canterbury tonight?
3: Yeah, it's a good little meeting. Interesting to do what the track does. Canterbury's a track that the more rain we get, the more on-pace um, advantage it is. But I really like race one, number five, Emancipist First up, 12.50 is perfect, this horse. Looks to have come back much better off the trials. Um They've been really, really good, and we know that Ryan Alexio stable fire in first up. So, race one, number five, Amansa uh, I Test is the horse I'll be backing tonight at Canterbury.
1: All right, then. So, your best bet at Randwick is Pasigiata. We got about 270, which is about her price still there with bet 365. So, that's your nomination for our weekend preview, bet 365 multi. Um, and it starts today with smile and wave at $2.60. So, I think for everybody's sake, let's hope we get our. I was right because if we were the one that lets the team um, down, it might be a tough week. Uh,
3: it's it's good. You got your best criticism next year and your best mate. So I'm I'm hoping because I know yourself, Dico and Gano. If one of us drops the leg, we'll we'll sure know about it on Thursday. So and hopefully we get off a good start and hopefully that Giada um, wins my league.
1: And Dico's that confident with himself. He's decided to go with two selections in this week's multi. So good luck to Dico. Good on you, Dino. Thanks for that.
3: Thanks, and Enjoy,
1: mate. Always great to catch up with Dean Watley looking at that meeting at Randwick. And also, he's got a couple of best bets for us there tonight at Canterbury. We'll take a break. On the other side of it, we'll preview Gawler tomorrow afternoon. On Giddy Up, and uh, they're racing in South Australia tomorrow afternoon at Gawler. At the moment, we're on a good four. And the rail is out four metres from the 800 to the 400 and two metres uh, for the remainder. Um, looking forward to catching up with Mitch Lewis in just a moment. He's got um, his best bets ready to go for us, and he has been seeing them beautifully at the moment. But this man's also in terrific form. Um, he has been kicking plenty of goals as a trainer there in South Australia, and Ryan Belford joins us now here on at Giddy Up. Good morning to you, Ryan. Thanks for your time, mate
7: good morning thanks for having me on
1: um you got a few chances there at uh, Gawler tomorrow afternoon and we might start off in race number three there at gaula where you've got a couple of chances there that you'll be settling up we might start off with picago who's the favorite here um, and this six-year-old's been in winning form of late can he do it again there at Gawler, mate
7: yeah there's no reason why he can't he, he really does tick all the boxes and we were tempted to go to the Valley with him on Saturday, but just with that record at Gawler and sort of uh, just around the corner for him uh, from home. And, um, you know, he, he won there impressively last start up in grade. And um, he's got this great uh, connection with the Gawler track. I mean, he's a very consistent horse across the board anyway, but he's had eight starts at Gawler for three wins and four seconds. And, um, yeah, after Alana Livesey's claim, he gets in uh, gets in well enough. So he goes up slightly in weight on last start, but he's trained on good. Uh, he worked with the Duke Tuesday morning and, and worked up to his really good standard and very happy with him leading into it. And uh, I think Barrier 5 is not a bad thing for him. Last start when he won, he threw one. And obviously those small fields get tactical around a turning track like Gawler. And Barrier 5 just gives Alana um, all the options she wants. So um, I think he's, uh, he's going to be the horse to beat again.
1: So Todd Pennell, um rides for Duke, uh, the, the state's leading jockey. He has a weight advantage on the stable, mate. Um, but is he any chance of causing a little bit of an upset there, Viduka?
7: Yeah, look, uh, big Viduka, he, he's a big, tough guy. He's uh, up on pace sort of horse and can make his own luck, and he's done well at Gawler. And, um, look, these two work together very regularly. Um, they do a lot together, and I think cargo's probably just got a little bit of a sharper edge on him, but if there's a chink in his arm, is certainly um, going to be right there in the fighting, fighting in the finish. So, Hopefully they did eat it and I keep everyone happy.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's difficult for training with two horses in the same race anyway. I, I do hope for your case anyway. It's a dead yeah, heat. What, is, a, what about Barj and Bell? Um, she gets an inside gate in that final event over the 1,100 metres. Yeah, she's
7: a mare that's um, – she's got a lot of a lot of speed and she's got talent. Um, she's just mixed her form a bit, this preparation, probably been her own worst enemy. She's um, just overdone it a couple of times when she's got in, back to Morfittville. Um, but uh, we just tinkered with a few things with her gear and and different style of track work with us. Hopefully that just relaxes her a little bit and she's not burning too much much petrol. Um, I think going to the turning track of Gawler from gate one, she'll put herself right there. Doesn't have to lead, but she'll put herself right there and that'll play into her hands. Um, And look, she she won very impressively there um, early in the prep, so she returns to the track and distance back in grade and um, it's got a little bit of extra weight, but I think she's big enough to carry it. And, yeah, from, from barrier one, if things just go smoothly for her, which I think with the gear changes they will, I think she's going to be right there for a long way and should be top three. All right,
1: mate. Could be a big day for the stable then tomorrow. Some nice chances.
7: Hopefully, mate. Hopefully we can keep it going.
1: Good on you, Ryan. Thanks for that.
7: Thank you. There's Bye.
1: Ryan Belfour, very good trainer. Mitch Lewis joins us now. Hello to you, Mitch. G'day, go. Um, good for tomorrow. How do you think this track will play there at Gawler? Yeah, I think if it plays like it did last time,
0: it'll be pretty even. Uh, going for, like back in December when they had some midweek meetings, uh, it was it was a little bit you needed to be in the middle of the track. So that kind of evened up when they were here on the Metro two weeks ago. So I'm expecting it probably to play similar. You'll get your chance if you're a back marker. You just need to be proactive at the bend. because uh, if you if you only push the button when you're in the straight, you've only got 200 meters to pick them up. So. I think it'll play evenly again,
1: yeah. All right, mate. What are we doing from a punting perspective?
0: Well, it's always nice to be in my position to come on after a trainer who gives his horse a push (laughs) when you've made it your best. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy there. I've raced three, number two, Picago. Um, I'm with Ryan. I can't really see why he can't win again. Uh, He's won both of his last two starts here. He loves the track. He's had six starts, three wins, three seconds. Uh, Yeah, he goes up five kilos in weight, but he's still not carrying a huge weight either. Um and there's gonna be speed in the race which he can just sort of camp off him, I reckon, and be strong late. Uh I, I reckon he can go for three in a row, surely.
1: So Picago, yeah, I like that push too from Ryan. So race three number two. What else are we doing there at Gawler, mate? I'll go to race six. I'm with
0: number four, East India man. So resumed in a really good race at Sandown actually on boxing day And he was third behind Diamonds in the Sky and British Columbia, who British Columbia was jump's favourite, I think, last week at Melbourne Metro level. So that's a pretty good form line for a gola meet here. Uh, He's had a trial since then just to sort of fill in a gap. Um, So if you wanted to get sort of technical, he's technically third up today, and his third up record's really strong. So I reckon he'll be here in nice condition. He was set to run at Murray Bridge last week. Uh, so they've scratched him for the meeting there today. So I reckon that's a bit of intent that they think that they can win this one here. And he's probably better suited to the Gawler track because he'll be up at the speed.
1: So race six, number four, East Indian Man. Have you got another one for us, mate, or well, that will do us?
0: I've got one here. I, yes. I've got an each-way play. Race seven, number one, does it. So it's at pretty big odds, but I reckon it's well over the odds. He, he's he got five links to make up on the favourite Rebel League. They both um, went around together two weeks ago, I reckon it was but what he's got a lot more in his favor today, which is going to help him. Firstly, he gets a five kilo weight swing on the face and he's actually going to carry half a kilo less than rebel Lee today. And this is actually thanks to uh, apprentice Sheridan Tomlinson, who's come down from Queensland on loan with the jollies. So this is his first race meet here in SA. So that will be interesting to see how he goes. Uh, Does it goes up in distance, which only suits him more. I said last time, I reckon I tipped him a few weeks ago. You've got to follow him the further he gets down in distance. He's a bit of a grinder like that. So, Over the 2,100 metres, he's three starts, two wins, and a second. So he's starting to get to this peak in his uh, prep. And last prep, he was listed placed. So that's good form line for a BM72 here at Gawler. I reckon he's over the odds and a massive chance to cause an upset.
1: All right, then. I like it, Mitchie Lewis. So does it around $15. We bet 365 How do we get all of your work, mate, and analysis over the weekend?
0: Yep, I've got them posted up there on my website, Form Guide Breakdowns. Uh, you can follow my personal Twitter or my Form Guide Twitter. You'll find us there where I'll, I'll share between the both of them. But, yeah, give us a follow on each. And I've always got the tips up there for SA. And, yeah, I like to flick a few out on Saturdays for Victoria
1: as well. So what's your Twitter handle for you people texting through?
0: I've got my personal ones, Mitch Lewis 101 and I need to sort of get a bit bigger so I can buy uh, the Twitter handle that's form guide breakdowns. I actually think it's form breakdown, so yes. it's at form breakdown. All right, yeah. then. So the guide's Mitch,
1: missing. Beautiful. Mitch Lewis 101. You can find that because you have links to, of course, um, the form guide breakdown as well. Good work, mate. Good luck today and, and good luck tomorrow. Thanks, mate. There's Thank Mitch you, Lewis there. Peter Anthony joins us now to preview this Ascot meeting on a Saturday afternoon. G'day, Pete. Yeah, you know, Gareth. So good four rails out, eight metres. What's, what does that mean?
8: Uh, it can be a bit tricky. Eight metres tends to be either one or the other on speed or coming from the back. And it's a hot day. There's a be of wind. So I'll just be waiting to see how it unfolds after the first couple. But I'd say, you know, if there's anything, go into it with an open mind.
1: All right, then. I look forward to doing that. Then what are we doing regarding a punting um, strategy um, there tomorrow in Perth?
8: Yeah, starting off with of race four. Uh, this is going to be a two-horse play because the odds just allow that to to be the case. But time scale gets to control this. Polly Watson on board from gate one. Uh, I don't think there's going to be too much pressure outside of it. But the other horse that will settle thereabouts on speed is rule We're currently getting around five fifty and 17 dollars for those two. They're just both going super, and they've got some of the strongest figures up around fourteen hundred meters for this race. Some of the favourites, uh, category three, hardly ever. They will be giving those to a bit of a start. And look, they're, they're no superstars. I don't really have the the market being this far apart. So more than happy to have something on the leader in time scale and something at a knockout quote of seventeen eighteen and Rulie. So that's race four, number one and number nine.
1: So race four, you get five fifty time scale and lee getting seventeen dollars for that Galloper. Susan Olive, Olive. Um, I think she's an underrated trainer. She does a very good job. With her small team. What else are we doing? You've got another one for us there, Pete?
8: Yeah, just something in the last. Uh, look, another race where it's set setup's a little bit questionable for a few of the runners in the market. Weapons Sun's going well without being suited and gets Pike, and is the right favourite, so there's no real odds there. Sentimental Hero, likewise. We'll get back though, goes uh, Clint, Clint Johnson Porter, I think off the top of my head, for Taj Dyson, so that's a little bit of a risk of favourite. The horse that's just going super at the mile all preparation is Megazone. Now, I think you're getting a price because he's drawn 12, but Alan Kennedy is a very strong rider of these gallopers, especially if Ash Mayland's team, drawn wide, should just be able to take his time and come across, settle somewhere there on speed because there's no genuine leader here. Um, look, if he gets a spot, I think he's a much better quote than what you're getting at the moment, which is again around that 17 $18 mark. So something in the last, Race nine, number two, megazone.
1: He'd pound for pound, he'd be the best roughy type of trainer in the game with an ENWA, Ashley Maley.
8: Yeah, especially when uh, the the pub up
1: in is
8: isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
8: yeah.
1: It's got no. I'm sure,
8: that's a, a rockin'.
1: <laughs> I caught up with Ash there the other day um, when I was there for Perth Cup, and he says, oh, you know, when you're trying to ring for a tip or he goes, it's very hard to get coverage in Lancelin, So you'll have to you'll have to get in contact with me when I'm at the races because you can't leave any of his horses out of, out of a quaddy especially if they're double figures. So he can get them to fire when he wants to.
8: Yeah, exactly right.
1: Um, would you this is a this is a question without notice. How's the serenity? Would you be thinking about her for a quokka spot with the way that she's been going? To. Yeah, I
8: think you have to. There's no guarantee that. <laughs> Some of the Eastern State sources will be able to get across unless they're specifically aimed at the race, with uh, there only being a two-week gap between the TJ and the Quokka. So, look, uh, you want to be looking at those horses on speed and obviously how the Serenity has gone to a new level. I think best of the day. Figgins, last two starts,
1: strong. She's a mare in form. There's no doubt about that, Pete. We can catch all of your work at the Mailbag and get your staking plans and also your mounting yard work there. For WA racing, which is second to none, we appreciate your time as always, Pete. Um, enjoy your day.
9: Will do, chat. Go Pete well. As
1: Pete Anthony said, um, tomorrow afternoon poor Purakoi will host for the first time Karaka Millions Day, of course, with the Auckland track at Ellerslie having a upgrade done to it. So there's a bit of work going on at Ellerslie, so they've had to fought well, they've been forced to move their Karaka meeting to Purakoi, but it's a twilight meeting that will be fascinating to watch anyway, and there'll be plenty of entertainment on track. And Rob Logan is our man to help us back a winner there on Caracas Million Day in at New Zealand tomorrow afternoon. Hello to you, Rob.
0: Good morning,
10: Gareth, and uh, what a pleasure it is to be joining you on the eve of one of New Zealand's favourite race days. And, boy, I'm excited for tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, so am I, really, because I think there's been a lot done to this race meeting, and this is just so... from. Um, the point of view from an Australian perspective. This is a meeting, if you ask, I think now, um, the Australian punters, I reckon if they said, what meeting would you like to go to in New Zealand? I think this would be the meeting because of the, the scenes that we've seen with the, the punters club and um, the atmosphere that it's been able to produce. And then, of course, it, it's got, it seems to me that um, when it's at Ellerslie anyway, it's got this party type of atmosphere about it as well. It, it's, it's a meeting that's getting bigger and better each year yeah that's
10: right each year it just goes from strength to strength um you're right the atmosphere is second to none and there's only six races but um it is just one of those meetings that uh you just want to be there the feel on course is phenomenal and um it is truly a thrilling night of racing
1: now opie bossum is the number one rider there for Tiako, and they've got seven runners would you believe in the two-year-old caraca millions and um Trobian's the horse that he has decided to go with. Gate number six, $3.20 in the favourite there with Bet365. Has Opie um, chosen the right rein here?
10: Well, historically, Opie doesn't often get too many wrong, and um, the market will tell you that usually where Opie goes, the money follows in this race, especially when he's got the pick of seven. And just on that, I feel very sorry for commentator George Simon, who has to call this race tomorrow with... Yes. Uh, Seven sets of Tiako colours. But look, um, on form, it looks as though Opie's pulled the right rein, But um, I'm actually with one of the other Tiako runners here at a little bit more of a price, uh, just because I don't think this race is as clear cut as it has been in previous years when you've had the likes of Dynastic and Cool azebel starting favourite and winning accordingly. Um, I've gone with number four, Taliska, for a little bit of value. Uh, look, the horse had no luck on debut. And, um, was just hitting the line phenomenally last start. I think it's really improving the more racing it has. I think seven might be a little bit of a niggly draw just to see where it ends up. But um, I think number four, Talisker, uh, look, I think he he will be hitting the line hard. And the big, long Pukekohe straight really does suit this horse. So um, a little bit more of a price there in the two-year-old race, but uh, I'm happy to be proven wrong because uh, Te Aka with seven, we know what their record's like in this race.
1: All right, then for Talisker, we can get around, what, $8 there. And in the three-year-old Cracker Million Classic, um, it seemed to be a race in two between Wild Night, another one for the Walker Camp and Opie Bossett. and also, of course, Legado, who just keeps on winning for the Informed Kelso Camp. So which way are you going there?
10: Well, look, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility for Tiako to actually win all six races on the card tomorrow night. So uh, that's something worth mentioning, but... I'm going to go against them in the last... Uh, I just can't go against Legato. What she's done to date, she just keeps finding a way to win. She, uh, she, To me, she is untapped. I know Wild Knight's also untapped, but I just like the way that she keeps on winning. They're both drawn a little bit sticky in Gates 1 and 2, but I think there's plenty of speed in this. Um, and I think, look, from barrier 1, Ryan Elliott's probably just going to end up tracking Obi Boss and everywhere he goes, and I uh, really expect some fireworks down that Pukakoe straight tomorrow night uh, for, for this probably the most anticipated race on the calendar this year in New Zealand
1: and what about the the support card you've got a horse that we know pretty well now in this country with Aussie Kerr and Johnny O'Neill um, buying into it And in Pierre takes on Maven Bell in that third race at group three level for the group threes that should be an absolute beauty so there is plenty to look forward to outside of the two Caracas races
10: yeah, that's right. I think that um, that's a nod to just the depth of our three-year-old ranks here in New Zealand this year, when you've got the likes of Maven Bell and Pierre, who aren't even racing with a Wild Knight in the Legato, and of course Sharp and Smart, who's yet to resume, but that's a cracking race too. Pierre resumes off the back of his Group 1 win down at Christchurch. Maven Bell, she was super last start, so seeing these two go head-to-head is going to be phenomenal, and of course, the race before that, we've got Imperatries going around as an odds-on favourite, so uh, there is just Great racing all around tomorrow
1: night. Yeah, New Zealand racing's in a healthy spot, isn't it? Um, with the Caracas sales coming up as well and with the success of the New Zealand bred horses like I Wish I Win, I'm um, thunderstruck over the Melbourne spring last year. I think the sales will be hotly contested come the end of January. So outside of those races, the feature races, you've got Imperatrices, as you pointed out as well. Um, have you got another standout for us from a punting perspective, Rob?
11: Well.
10: And Peritres was probably going to be my my gift to the punters because I think she is just an absolute multi-filler in that. Uh, But also, I mean, it's in the same race as the Legado and the Wild Knights, but Prowess, number 10, a place, I think is a good bet because she has only been beaten really to date by the likes of Pierre and Legado. She was super last start, and she deserves another crack at these good horses because she is a very good filly in her own right, number 10, Prowess. So she's at a very backable price, a place. Uh, place a price in that.
1: A question without notice. Levante was um, sensational in the tramway there the other day. Imperatree defeated Levante first up there in that um, group race there a couple of weeks back uh, before Levante won the Group 1 last Saturday. Who's the best horse in New Zealand right now?
10: That's a very good question. Um, I would say, without having to put too much thought into it, I would say it's still Levante. I think she took a lot of improvement out of that fresh up run. I'd say she is our best at the moment. But um I think some of these three year olds are gonna be hot on her heels pretty soon with the likes of Legato, Wild Knight and Sharp and Smart and Co.
1: And just explain the the dominance of Tiako racing in the setup and what that syndication is all about. David Ellis has done a wonderful job, but um it's not a it's a it's a not a private racing empire. There's a lot of Australians that I know have started to to invest in Tiako racing. So what David Ellis does, and correct me if I'm wrong, Rob, is that he picks and identifies yearlings from right across Australasia. Mark Walker is their private trainer, um, and they, they've they got it right. They've got their system right, and they've been producing superstars um, each and every season for the last five to six years especially.
10: Exactly. I think um, David Ellis and Mark Walker and the Tiako team's contribution to New Zealand racing can't be understated, as you say, they purchase horses from right across Australasia. They have an operation in Singapore also. So they are very involved in the industry. Um, they do a phenomenal job. They are brilliant with their owners. They, uh, they have great horses. And um, look, really, I think you're right. They have got the recipe uh, spot on because obviously Mark Walker just recently, the fastest to train 100 winners in a season in New Zealand history. So I think uh, what they're doing at the moment is, is just phenomenal.
1: All right, mate. We appreciate your time, Rob. You're a superstar. Um, We might catch up with you tomorrow as well. We might catch up with the lads that are doing that um, punters club once again. It's been highly successful over previous years. I think they've already started punting as well. So I think everybody gets fascinated by a punters club, especially if they're having 100 grand on these horses. So that will be interesting.
0: Yeah.
10: Yeah, you're right. I think they've uh, they've had an outlay on a small multi for eighty thousand to return a million already, and I think there are over six hundred and fifty thousand in there in their kitty to start. So uh, phenomenal achievement by those boys, and um, wish them all the best tomorrow yeah. night as well.
1: Yeah, the boys get paid syndicates, so you can um, watch their work on social media as well. Good on you, Rob. Good luck, mate. Thank you. Continue our preview of the bigger races on a Saturday on this Friday morning here on a giddy-up on SEN track right across the country. One of the very best in the business, Nathan Jack, joins us because he'll be looking for back-to-back country cups um, within a week there on a Saturday night after he took out the Shepparton Cup, his hometown cup behind at Cranbourne for the very good trainer in David Aiken, And he drives that pacer once again in the tougher field tomorrow night at Ballarat. And Nathan joins us now. Good morning to you, Nathan.
12: Yeah, good morning, Good morning,
1: Gareth. Nice um, What kind of feel did Cranbourne give you last week?
12: Yeah, he gave me a feel of a good one, Gareth. He was very lazy and laid back, but um, when we sort of had to get serious, he really knuckled down.
1: David Aiken, we all know, is a master, especially when he gets these good horses. He knows how to train a grand circuit horse. Um, What kind of... um, um, Did he give you much confidence going into last week, and have you had a chat to him since?
12: Oh, we didn't say too much. Um, it's hard to get much out of, Aiken. Yeah. He'd only had the one quiet trial, so he sort of didn't know much about him either. So we're we'll going into a little bit cold, but uh, he did say that he reminded him of some of the better ones he's had. And, um, you know, there's no one better to get the longevity out of a horse than Aiken.
1: Yeah, he's a legend of the game, David Aiken. Geez, his speed was yeah. impressive there the other day. Um, you know most of these horses better than anyone. You've driven, copy that, rock and roll too probably comes up with gate one for Anthony but and we know that Honolulu Bay can fly the gate out wide. How do you assess the speed off the front?
12: Uh, yeah, there's a fair bit of speed. Copy that's not that quick. I've been lucky enough to drive him. Um, Honolulu Bay's quite quick, but if drawn seven over the long trip. I, I doubt they'd probably light him up, but it is a possibility. Uh, Torrid Saints, quite quick out, but I think if he got across he'd be probably happy to take a trail on one of the better ones, and um, Cranbrand's quite quick himself. So I'd be surprised if
1: they did get across him, but uh,
12: the only one that probably would, I would have thought, would have been um, Torrid Saint if it did, and I'm pretty sure he'd be happy to take a trail.
1: So, Nath, last week in the Shepparton Cup, you're at your best. You are able to find the front. You understood there were just six sprinters, basically, in that field, and you're able to walk in the middle stages. If a horse like a copy of that comes knocking on the door with Blair Orange, um, do you hand up to him with no sprint lane, or do you think that this horse is good enough to lead all of the way Um, with this race in mind that's got a little bit more depth to it?
12: Uh, Yeah, obviously it's a lot stronger race, so we're just going to have to weigh up up our options. But he's such a laid-back horse in front, so ideally I'd like to be in front, but um, I don't think it'd be the be-all and end-all if he's not. But uh, I think he'd be a very hard horse to get past, and he did give me the feel of a very strong horse. Um, I know they didn't run much, and they only sort of run one quarter the other night, but... He felt like he was quite strong, you know, like it took me a long time to pull him up. And uh, I like the feel that he gave me, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and you're hard to beat, um, especially with the way that that track plays sometimes at Ballarat. So for me, he does look the horse to beat. What about Omredi Jett? Um, she's had a couple of starts back this preparation. What have you made of those there, Nathan? She goes around, of course, in the trotter's Oh
12: uh, Yeah, I thought each run's got better and better. And she's she's quite big. Um, so I, I expect further improvement this week and then a lot more improvement coming into the Great Southern Star, but I think she's heading in the right direction and I think she's got a better barrier draw than most of her main rivals, I think she'll be really hard to beat this week.
1: She's got a lot of time for Hurricane Hustler. He took off on you there the other day at Cranbourne. What did you make of that performance and how do you assess his chances there in the second race?
12: Yeah, it's a little bit tricky. If he found the front I would think he'd run a really good race, but the one horse has got good gate speed and Going to be hard to beat as well. they would probably be wanting to do the same. But uh, if he if he relaxes, he's going to be a good chance. But he need his manners need to be a little bit better. He just got kicking the wheels at Cranbourne and and took off along the back straight. But um, I'm sure they'll the camp will rectify that this week.
1: Electrojet's an interesting runner. First up for Anton Galino there the other day when you drove, and um, I thought that Electrojet was pretty impressive. This is a tougher race tomorrow night. But what did you make of her effort there the other day?
12: Um, yeah, I was really impressed with her run at, at uh Kilmore and I was really impressed with her trial at Bendigo behind uh Olivici and I think uh I think this is a pretty nice horse this one. Uh yep. got a good barrier draw and I think she'll run a really good race.
1: Yeah, I don't think she should be eighteen dollars, Nathan. So do you think she can win?
12: Yeah, I do actually, Gareth. Yeah, I don't I think she's well over so I thought she'd be four or five dollars but Maybe I'm a bad judge.
1: Yeah, well, for you I won't back because you you think I'm the biggest jigs of all time. But um, <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think I think she's a good chance tomorrow. Um, outside of those runners that we had a chat about at Ballarat, you've got um, a busy weekend. Have you got a standout for us punters? Uh,
12: I've got a couple today that I think are really good chances. Um, one I've only got one drive at Mountain today. One of Dean Braun's, and I think I think she'll win. Our Lady Lara and. Uh, Got two at Cobham, but I think one of those will win two. Let us trot. I think he'll bounce back, be in the winner's stall again today.
1: Well, good to see Dean Braun's actually getting up and training a horse these days. Um, About time he, he got his act together, so say hello to Brody for us. Um, but we wish you the best of luck, Nathan. Could be a big night for and Jack there at no Ballarat. No worries at all. There we go. Thanks very much for your time. There's Nathan Jack, Darren Carroll. Um, that's a good push for Electrojet, Darren, tomorrow night at Ballarat. Um, I don't mind that.
13: Yeah, he was. Um, well, she was very good last start. So, um, yeah, I know it's. Um, yeah, it's a race of great depth because you've got to be impressed with elder elder Baron Keeper and he she trialled really well. And Chinese Whisper broke the clock at Hamilton, so it's no easy task. But uh, I certainly had a top three pick. Mm.
1: Yeah, Chinese Whisper can go into the bin. Um, seems to do that every start.
13: It was a stand last time. was the only thing, but uh, gee, it was enormous.
1: Yeah. And you wonder how many times that they can continue to do that, however.
13: Yeah, yeah, it's not easy task. Um, someone once told me that if they, uh, they gallop and make up a heap of ground, don't back them next start. That was one of the you know, many lessons I learned a long time ago. But, um, yeah, it was hard to knock the run. Um, so I'm a bit scared of we whisper. But, um, yeah, certainly value and certainly would be a great one by 3 type bet. For...
1: Yeah, you can get, what, $19.330 for electro jets. You've got enough gate speed to hold a spot.
13: Uh, a fair gate speech. Yep. Um, but, um, you know, if Nathan thinks you could have been 4 or $5 and you're getting $3 out of place, then that's a pretty good bet.
1: Yeah, Um. totally agree. What about in the Ballarat Cup? How do you assess this year's Cup? I think Cranbourne leads here for a long way. And around Ballarat, I want to be on the leader.
13: Yeah, I wasn't sure um, whether he'd hold the lead, but after listening to Nathan just then, um, now I'm convinced he, he'll hold if he, if he can. Obviously, there's pressure at the start, but he's right. Torrid Saint would take a sip. Um, it's just a matter of, um, you know, who gets there first, and I would have thought that Nathan would be right on to it, uh, copy that to the other one coming forward. But as we saw last week, Kramer's got an exceptional gate speed anyhow. So if he's close enough, then Torrid Saint probably won't keep going. So um, really good race. I think it are down to five, um, and, you know, and that's leading out the Mega Minion winner in I Cast No Shadow and horses like on a little bait. So yep. my top five were Rock and Roll Do, Cranburn, Copy That, Old Town Road and Major Meister.
2: What about yours, guys? What were your top three?
1: Yeah, I'm with Cranburn. I think Major Meister run a big race. I'll take on Copy That outside the speed there in this type of yeah. field. Um, and I can't yeah. have Rock yeah. and Roll Do. I know he trialed nicely but mm. um, drawn leaders back, um, difficult horse to drive. Um, I just don't like the way that he's come back from New Zealand, so I want to see it before I start to get excited about about him once again. If he's in that form that he showed during the Victoria Cup carnival, then 110%. But um, it's still I know he trialled nicely, but it still worried me the other day at Bendigo.
13: Yeah, it's a tricky, and he does hang a bit. Um, yep. The one I have come down to at the value is Old Town Road. Um, yep. I know it's going to be really hard with the patterns and the track and things like that, but... I just think that three fence can be a great spot, even if it's four fence. Um, rock and roll do can hang a bit, so gaps will open. This horse is a really, really nice horse, and I think we're getting $10. So my thought is, you know, a one-by-four type bet on uh, on something around about 10 or $12 in the market, and that's what I've come up with.
1: So I go back on previous Ballarat Cups and if you lead you're hard to beat a lot of these horses even though they're racing for good prize money they don't really like copy that won't um use all of his petrol tickets because the hunter cups the the main main goal and there's a few other horses um, in the back of the field that really can't be the intimidator and they need a little bit of pace up front as well so i think jack can get away with a nice first half and be tough to beat outside of the cup mate what are we doing
13: uh, really keen on one of our horses, Gareth. Uh, if think it's turn the right race, then you'll be on. Um, race 8, number 5, Jellyby Sylvester.
1: Yeah, they win. Um, what price are we getting there for the Sylvester? Uh,
13: 260 at the moment. Um, it
1: leads and wins, think, doesn't it?
13: I think it leads, yeah. The, the only one that can hold it, at, um, contested earlier with the AG's White Sox, and it's from Barrier 7. But we've got a real good side in the Bendigo Cup, and I'm really confident that it holds AG's White Sox out. And then, it, you know. It doesn't look any pressure, or not yeah. much pressure anyhow. So one simple quarter, and I think that nearly the game over. So, um, yeah, very confident in Gilliby Sylvester. Um, really tough race, the Trotters race. Um, gee, there's some chances in that. Um, I'm with Nathan. I've been watching that horse on re so closely, and um, I think it'll probably peak because is an absolute genius. Uh, it'll peak in two weeks' time. But it's the one that's got the best draw out of, um, you know, because of the con- uh, conditions of this race. So I think it's an each-way
2: chance.
13: Um, outside that, the only other thing I came up with at that, that a bit of value would be So What in race one.
2: Yeah.
13: ran about $6. I know it's John Paul in 12. But in two Performance, it ran fourth in the Hamilton Cup last week to gillibri Sylvester. So I think at the value, each-way race one number 12, So What was my other bet.
1: All right, mate, we'll catch up with you a little later on for Friday's Bag of Tips, but um should be a beauty tomorrow night at Ballarat. We appreciate your yeah, time. Great race, mate.
13: See
1: ya. Let's um, catch up with a great friend of ours here on Giddy Up and Jason Lincoln, a part owner of She's a Pearl, does some wonderful work, of course, for Sky Racing as well. And um, he joins us now. Hello to you, Jase. Thanks for your time on this Friday morning.
14: No problem at all, Gareth. How are you, brother?
1: Um, good, thanks, mate. She's a Pearl. She's drawn box number eight in this feature tomorrow. It's a terrific final. You've got Emron Boy who's come up of course with box number five and the favourite for the feature, um, in box number one now, French Martini at three dollars twenty with bet three six five. So first of all, your Greyhound, she's a pearl. Um, you confident heading into tomorrow with that with that box draw? Uh
14: yeah, look I am. Um I don't know about the rest of um the rest of the team but um Look, personally, I, I, I really like when she's drawn sort of middle to wide Gareth, to be fair. Um, she's unbeaten, five from five from the pink.
12: Yeah.
14: Her, it, It's more the way that she uses the box when she's got it. If you go back and have a look at a couple of her replays from box eight at Wendy, she runs a really, really straight line for the first probably dozen strides or so Gareth before she then wants to work her way down to the fence. So... Look, the obvious thing when you look at the draw is that, okay, she does have a couple of pacey wide runners drawn inside of her, but she's not going to want to try and impose herself on those too early. So as long as she can step clean, which, you know, has become a little bit of an issue of late, but I think there's circumstances around why that's happened. Um, I'd expect her to just charge down the outside. I think she'd be very hard to beat, mate.
1: Emron Boy, um, it was one of the most unimpressive victories that you've seen for quite some time in a big race, a big race with a leading up to a, like a heat victory ahead of a big race. Like he produced there last Saturday night um, box one at Wentworth park. And we had a chat to Jamie Ennis and he was, he was concerned with the way that his greyhound performed and um, they did all the blood test, however, and he's come back normal and he's ready to go. So he'll head back that um, head back down that freeway for this race. Um, do you give him any chance to bounce back and find a couple extra lengths around Wentworth Park for the second time, mate?
14: Yeah, look, you have to. You'd be absolutely... Uh, it'd be foolish to completely dismiss him. The, the, his price is correct, given his draw. Yeah. Um, look, everything you said about his run last week is correct, but you know, there's not too many more astute people in the game than, than Jamie Yannis and... Look, his quotes were absolutely bang on um, that I read in the media during the week. Um, you know, he made the point that, and, and, you know, he pointed out quite clearly that it was the same for us when we went down to Melbourne. It's different when you're on your, you know, when you're away from home. Um, I know he had been there a couple of times, but he'd certainly never seen the bunny there at Wenny. And, and halfway, you, I'm sure everyone watching the race thought, what is going on here? But yeah. um, look, in the end, his class got him home. Um, you just, it's one of them ones, I guess, you just chalk up the great mysteries of racing. Look, as I said, I think his price is reflective of his chances. I'm not going to sit here and say he can't win. Um, he's obviously got it against him from box five, but he's he's just a beast. He's got a yeah. massive motor, and if the brakes go his way, he's one we're all going to have to look out for.
1: All right, then. So who's the dog to beat in your eyes? Um,
14: I'll be... I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but I'm not really too worried about the others, Gareth. I think yeah. if Pearl does her own thing um, and that is that she comes out in sub 540 finds the top, I just think good luck running her down. I know she was gunned down in Melbourne a couple of times but again there's no disgrace getting run down by where she's fast on pretty much her home deck I'd be very surprised if something could get over her unless, you know, Anron Boy can land close to her in the run again here Saturday night G but um, yeah as I said I'm just really just hopeful that Pearl does her thing early, and if she does, I think that'll take care of the result.
1: We've got the National Derby final, the National Futurity final as well. Um, we've also got the Summer Distance Plate final. So what a night of greyhound yeah. racing, supercharged action there! Or greyhound racing supercharged. They're dubbing it, and they're they're right <clears> on the money. Um, do you do you like it? I think outside of the Pools of Thunder.
14: Yeah, I and I haven't got right into the form. I will be there track side tomorrow, but I'm still on holidays G and I'm absolutely milking it just leaving the form to doing it to the last moment. Um, I think the best bet of the night is probably in the Futurity Race 6 number 1, Mortified. She's uh, just having a look with Tab, she's still 220, so I'd say that'll probably be the same price across the board. She's just absolutely perfectly drawn. You'll love the setup here G. The dog in the checks, Queen of Scotch is pacey and a wide runner. Dog in the 3, Wyandra Class is pacey and a very wide runner. So there's going to be all sorts of room for Mortify to operate in down on the inside. She's got the quickest PB. And again, and this is something I've sort of repeated a few times. The sexy thing, Gareth, or the sexy form line um, with these aged classic races are the dogs that have already performed good against the older dogs. And Mortify ticks that box as well. So, mate, I think she's the good thing of the night.
1: That's how good you're going. I remember when I was at Sky, no <laughs> way known I was able to take holidays over the summer with the bigger time spaces and Magic Millions, etc. You're the face of Greyhound Racing, one of the biggest nights of the year in your own backyard and they've allowed you to take holidays. Um, yeah. Well,
14: graciously I've I've allowed them to enable me to come back Saturday night when I'm still on holidays. Yeah. 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 But, um, mate, you know, always, always thinking of others selfless.
1: Yeah, You're a good man. Well, good luck with She's a Pearl. What a superstar she's been and hopefully she can win another big one for, um, a big group of connections involved in her. It's been some journey so far. Good luck, mate. Thanks for your time.
14: Yeah. Thanks buddy. And just, my first chance to have a chat to you this year. So 2023, yourself, all your listeners, colleagues, all the best boys. I can't, wait.
1: can't wait to take you on in the, the Phoenix once again yeah. in the latter part of the year. Outstanding. Good on you. Thanks for that. Thanks, Jason Lincoln. We'll take the news. And then David Ellis, the boss of Tiako Racing, looking forward to this interview. He's coming up next year on Get It Up on this Friday morning. <laughs> Welcome back to Giddy Up on this Friday morning. It's great to have David Ellis on the line, of course, the boss of uh, Tiako Racing. They are one of the powerhouses of Australasian racing these days, and they're set to dominate. Karaka Millions Day there at Pukowi on a Saturday twilight across there in New Zealand, and David Ellis has been good enough to join us um, this morning. Um, good morning to you, David. Thanks for your time here on Giddy Up on SEN Track. You're very welcome. Good morning. Geez, you must be excited about tomorrow afternoon to have seven runners in the Magic Millions um, feature event there on Karaka Day. You must be over the moon with that.
15: Yeah, it's certainly very exciting and a um, um, great thrill for all the staff that have done such a hard, such a great job looking after these horses, and it's just a great team effort.
1: What's the success? What's the secret to your success, David? I know Mark Walker's is a star as well, and he's he's been sensational since returning back to New Zealand. He was the quickest trainer in history to record a hundred winners. But um, not only are you uh, dominating New Zealand racing, but now when you talk to punters in Australia, um, I know I've got a lot of friends and um, in this part of the world that um, have decided to go with you guys with Tiako Racing to to invest in in horses that are part of your syndicate. So um, what's been the secret to your success over the last five to six years, especially?
15: Oh, I think we've had a fair bit of luck. And I think that we've also um, been successful in getting really good people around us and the team. Uh, And um, people like um, uh, Jamie Richards and Mark Walker, Uh, just two very very top class trainers and um, it's a team effort because we've got four stables and each one of them has their own foreman each one has their own assistant foreman and we've just got a really good team of staff and it's just a very happy place to work you shop um, Sorry, mate. Just a team effort,
1: really. Yeah, and you shop right across Australasia. You go to all of the sales. But from an Australian perspective, why should we have a, a close look at these New Zealand sales? I think New Zealand Bloodstock do a wonderful job, but um, and Tiako Racing have had so much success in, in purchasing yearlings from this sale. What makes the New Zealand Bloodstock sale and Caracas sale so successful in your eyes?
15: Um. Great management of the com- company at every level, um, and uh, the New Zealand bred horse punches well above its weight. Um, it's just a great place to rear horses, and um, the horsemen in New Zealand across the, all the studs are as good as there is in the world, I would say. And um, you know, I think the record of um, the New Zealand bred horses in Australia in the last 30 years has been quite incredible.
1: Yeah, well said, mate. Um, and it's hard to argue. And we're looking forward to getting up to Karaka for the first time on Giddy Up and Essie in track to, to cover off on the sales. So, um, yeah, um, we can't wait to get to Auckland. But what about at Puakowi tomorrow? Opie Bossum had the choice of a host of chances for Tiako Racing. Do you think, David, he's pulled the right rein? with Trobian, um, who's the $3.20 favourite here with Bet365 in this country.
15: Well, he is a freak jockey. You know, he's won yep. Group 1s in many different parts of the world. And um, uh, I think he's ridden 90 Group 1 winners. Uh, and his judgment on a horse is quite freakish. But the one that I really like personally is Taliska. He's um, a horse that we paid seventy thousand for. He's by Embellish, who's a son of um, Savabeel, standing at uh, Cambridge Dud. And uh, I just have a feeling that this is a pretty smart horse in the making.
1: Rob, Rob but like it's hard it.
15: to go past yeah. what Opie said, and Paprion, um, and also Tokyo Tycoon looks a good chance. And we've got, you know, a couple of nice fillies in the race too.
1: Gonna be interesting for you in the mounting yard. I don't know how you're going to get around to all of those horses. We might need three David Ellis.
15: <laughs> it's a nice problem to <laughs> yes. have, isn't it?
1: <laughs> uh, Rob Logan, also our form expert, gave Talisker a good push. So around eight dollars there with bet three six five. In the three year old classic, Wild Knight takes on um the Calso run of Legato. Are you confident there with Wild Knight to continue on um Wild Knight's winning ways? He's been um, very good, this preparation as well.
15: Yeah, I think that Legato looks a really outstanding filly. Um, but we're very happy with Wild Night. so it's gonna be a fascinating event and just great for racing, and to see four or five of our best three-year-olds
1: um, running against each other in the million-dollar race. And I can't wait to see Pierre take on Maven Bell as well. That should be a beauty. And your depth, the three-year-old depth in New Zealand's the best they've seen for quite some time. And i have been right in, in saying that there, David.
15: Well, a very, very good judge told me that, the, um, in his opinion, the three-year-old race tomorrow yeah. uh, had the best form of any three-year-old race in Australasia this season.
1: So whether that's right or wrong, but he was a pretty good judge that told me. Now, I'm speaking on behalf of a few friends here, um, David. SEN have got a slot race in this new Perth race. It's a $4 million, 1,200 metre weight for age. Um, Imperatries, you wouldn't be interested in helping us out, would you? (laughs) We'll
14: Well, do it. We'll
1: cut a pretty pretty good good deal, mate. (laughs) Oh, well... Let's have a look at the deal. All right then, mate. So you, you're willing to go to the table with us at least? Absolutely. hundred oh, percent. We'll do anything for our owners. Oh, love it. We'll get Hutchie on the phone and we'll see what we can do there because um, she looks like she's come back bigger and better than ever and I think the key to her is finding firm ground and she'll get that in Perth, by the way.
15: Yeah, I'm sure she will. Looking at the forecast.
1: Yeah, well, um, can't wait to see her tomorrow. What's your best there? from a um, Tiako racing perspective there on, on Caracas Millions Day?
15: Well, on Tiako TV on our website, I went for Talisca, so I'll stick with Talisca.
1: Good on you, mate. Congratulations. You're doing wonderful work for the sport of racing in Australasia, not just in New Zealand. And um, good luck tomorrow. Thank you very much. There's David Ellis, the boss of Tiako Racing. We'll take a break, and then we'll kick off Bag of Tips as we preview a big day of racing today and tonight across the three coats. Welcome back to Giddy Up. It's now time for Bag of Tips on this Friday morning.
0: The Giddy Up Bag of Tips for Oz Equipment Rentals. Supplying equipment to the construction, mining and roadworks industries. ozequipment.com Terrific
1: racing today and tonight across the three codes, but looking forward to this twilight meeting um, at Flemington. And Michael Kent Jr. and Mick Price have got an interesting debutante going around in the first, and Michael's been good enough to join us. Good morning, Michael.
9: Morning, Gareth. How are you doing? Good,
1: thank you, mate. Gray Song, a beautifully bred um, three-year-old, making its debut here down the straight. Um, I would imagine, is he trained out of your warnable stables? I um, know oh, he had a jump out at Tarang and Cranbourne. So have you been happy with him in how, um, in preparation for his debut?
9: Yeah, very happy. Um, he's a beautiful horse, as you said. He's magnificently bred. You know, Nayer was a Group 1 winner, but hasn't been the best producer, to be fair. But... Um, who knows? This could be the one. Uh, we like blending our horses through both of our systems, and he enjoyed coming up and getting fit down at Warnable And, um, you know, it's always good down there. They get to go to different racetracks and get experience. And he's been up here at Cranbourne, and um, he's really impressed us. He's a beautiful horse to train. He's uh, very easy to do anything with. And he, um, once we've applied the blinkers at his... Um, last few jump outs, is really sort of taken the next steps, so hopefully can do everything right down the straight, first time out.
1: Alright then, so you're pretty confident, mate?
0: Well,
9: it's, yeah, I, I think for, a, look, it's ne- never easy to win your first start, but I, I do, to be fair, I think for a, a Flemington maiden, hasn't come up all that strong, Um and Kieran's horse has come out, the late scratching, which probably helps even more, so look, it's it's not never easy to go down the straight, your first time is very different to going around the bend, but He's a very straightforward customer. Uh, he gave Blake you know, a lovely feel, and yeah, I, I, I think he, you know, as long as he can run up to those jump outs, he should be, should be pretty going pretty close.
1: Plenty of golf for you. Um, it's a quiet weekend for the Price and Kent Junior team, so um, enjoy your your rare um, quiet weekend, Michael.
9: Yeah, I will. I've actually got a wedding up at Mitchelton, but um, oh, we um, we'll start firing up. We have got Jack and her back on Thursday, and. Um, Got a nice Stintel Colt debuting in the Blue Diamond preview and then uh, all the big guns start rolling out. So we'll uh, enjoy a quiet weekend before it gets
1: hectic. Yeah, it is exciting when you see Jack and O and those type of horses back at the trials there, mate. So, um, yep, exciting times. Good luck at that wedding.
9: Thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks, there's, Gary.
1: Thanks, Michael Kent, Jr. Sammy Friedman joins us. G'day, Sam. Morning, How are you? Good, thanks, mate. Everybody wants to tip me smile and wave. Are you confident that he can win uh, race number two on the program or she can win, I should say, this daughter of I'm Invincible?
16: Um, yeah, look, I think the markets. she's pretty short. Um, I don't know if I've got the same confidence that the market's showing, but she's you uh, she won very impressively, obviously, first up. Um, you know, we think she's got metro, metro class ability, but, you know, first up, First start down the straight, and um, yeah, it's a different dynamic. There's a bit of speed there, but we won't be holding her up. She'll, um, she'll be up there in the firing line anyway.
1: All right, mate. What about at Mooney Valley tomorrow? Unflinching. Can unflinching. Can he go one better tomorrow after a couple of seconds?
16: Yeah, he's been a little bit stiff. His first couple bumped into a good one first up, and then
17: there's just always a bit vulnerable late.
16: Um, second up, I don't know. Sandown's probably the perfect track for him. Um stiff finish and big sweeping bend. It's not easy to lead and win. So um back of the valley where he's got such a good record, he'll you know, he'll be very hard to beat.
1: And ain't no deal done. Um can he win tomorrow, mate? What have you made of his efforts this prep?
16: He's been racing very well. He's he's not an easy horse to get back winning. He just needs a few things to go right. He needs good speed in the races, he needs a fair track, he likes to get to the outside of horses, so you know he needs everything to to sort of match up, but um, he's holding his form. He looks terrific. I think the the key is, as I said, he needs good pace in the races. In Sydney last start, they just went too slow, and he was never a winning chance. But worked home very strongly. Um, but yeah, his his chances are really dictated on on you know, how the track's playing and and the speed in the race.
1: Your best over the weekend, mate.
16: Unflinching is probably uh our, our safest bet.
1: All right, mate. Good luck and well done to Will as well. He continues on the Freedman family um tradition of training big time winners. So um yeah, it was great to see.
16: It was. I think um the family record at the Magic Leans hasn't been overly strong. I did see a graphic recently, so he can silence the doubters anyway. Yep,
1: yeah, no, nah, well done, mate. You would be a proud cousin. Good on you, Sam. Good luck. Thanks, There's Sam Friedman there. We'll take a break and we'll come back and wrap up this hour and then continue on Bag of Tips on this Friday morning thanks to the Ultima Hotel, the best pub in the Mallee and also Oz Equipment Rentals. <laughs> Quickly approaching here on Getty Up. And don't forget, if you ever uh, dreamt of owning a horse, my race Horse and the same racer app could make it a reality. Download the same racer app and tip two same race multis, and you could be crowned punter of the week and win 10 micro shares in one of my racehorse's two year old colts. It's worth over $1,500, and you can win it every week. Congrats to Ben Traeger, who was last week's winner. Download the same racer app today and submit your same race multis for your chance to win. After the 10 o'clock news, we'll continue on. Bag of tips. We'll preview, of course, Flemington and Canterbury, plus the other Gallops meetings around the country today. We'll also preview the um, trots and greyhounds across the three codes as well. Um, 10 o'clock's not far away, and then bag of tips to continue on. Don't go anywhere. Hopefully, you're enjoying your Friday morning. You're listening to SEN track right across the country, your home of pacing, chasing, and racing. Let's continue on bag of tips on this uh, Friday morning. Thanks to Waz Equipment Rentals. Look them up at ozequipment.com and the Ultima Hotel. And today's wagering update brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly. Call the gambling hotline on 1-800-858-858. Flemington today, twilight meeting, racing down the straight, rapid racing at Flemington. And Benny I said joins us now. Benny, good morning to you. Where do we start with your specials? Morning, G. How are you, mate? Good, thank you, mate. Kick it off with your best bets there, please. What race are we starting in? Yes, mate.
18: Mate, we will kick off in race one, number six, Grey Song. Mick Price, Mick Kent Jr. Blake's in the ride. Look, this bloke is bred really well. I'm invincible out of the mare, Rawea. She's had three starters to the track for all winners. He's shown a lot of speed in his jump outs. I like the way... The Kent and Price team prep them up for their debuts. They're always ready to go. He's had five jump outs. The last two have been very impressive. Blinkers go on first time. He's been gilded. Tongue tie on first time. Shows me a fair bit of intent there. He should be able to roll along at the speed. And I think he'd be very strong through the line over the thousand metres. And he'd be very hard to beat.
1: Yep. So race one, number six, Grey song. And then just rip through the other best bets there, please, Benny.
18: Yeah, mate, no worries. Uh, we'll go race 2.11, uh, smile and the wave. I know Sammy Frieden wasn't overly confident just hearing men on air. Look, I think she's pretty smart, this filly. I don't think there's a whole lot of improvement with her off that debut. She did have five trials lead, leading in. She won three of them, come out and absolutely brained them at Mornington. It was a winner. of a pretty smart filly. Well, I think she'll just roll along in front, as Sam said, and I think she'll be too speedy for him over the thousand metres down the straight today. Then we'll go to race seven, eight. Zion, Nick Ryan, Camp, D. Oliver. Well, this bloke's been desperately unlucky. In his first two runs in should have won first up, should have went close second up, third up today. Drawn in the widest part of the track, thirteen. I think he can just smoke the pipe in behind him and let rip down the outside. I think he's a a nice bet around the $4.80 mark.
1: So race one, number six, Gray Song on boo, Smile and wave, race two, number 11, then Zion, race seven, number eight, to wrap up your best bets there at Flemington. Good on you, Benny. Thanks, J. Have a yeah, good day, mate. Same to you, as Benny said. Mickey Gannon's been busy. He's done three meetings for us on this Friday. Hello to you, Mickey. Thanks for the great tip-off.
19: Good morning, Gareth. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate.
1: Take it away with Canterbury, first of all.
19: Absolutely, mate. We're going to kick off Canterbury. Uh, There is plenty of uh, light rain around
1: Sydney, so punters
19: just take note and probably watch first race to see how the track is playing. But look, we're going to kick off in race two, number one, Outlawed, Tommy Berry aboard here. I think we get off to a nice start there, G. It's only short, but I think it'll be winning. Then we're going to go race four, number seven, Manouche for the Cummings Godolphin Stable. Joshie Parr jumps aboard this horse who's been trialing uh, really well. By written Tycoon should handle the wet conditions, and you're getting a nice price there, G about five dollars fifty. That'll be the value better than night. Nice. And our last bet will come in race six, number eight, late night tough guy J Mac aboard getting $2.40. This horse is really impressive at Gosford. It is second up. it is second up. It's going to break that second up curse, but it is three weeks between runs. So I think that that is the right profile to break that second up Waller curse. And I think late night tough guy will get the job done in race six at Canterbury G. All
1: right, then. So race two, number one, Outlawed. Manoush, race four, number seven. Then late night tough guy, race six, number eight. Port Macquarie, Mickey, what are we doing there?
19: Yeah, interesting card at Port Macquarie We've just got the two. We're going to kick off with a horse. Race one, number 12, Malley Boy Express. Second up um, for the uh, Paul Shaler. Stable gets Ben Looker aboard. You're getting five dollars fifty. Look, at the horse hasn't won. What do we had Fifteen starts, but it's a second start. It's it's a former Victorian galloper. Heads to a much easier jurisdiction here. Second run um, in this in this region gets a huge chance. Good barrier, decent horse. Should go very close to getting five dollars fifty. So Port Macquarie race one number twelve, Maley, Boy express and then we're going to go down to race eight number three sir Ravenelli it's a very talented horse g um and i think this is probably one of the easier races found it's a proper horse that can um you know be up and about in highway grade so we're getting two dollars fifty sir ravinelli johnson barrier two will be there thereabouts and thereabouts since we get the job done late race eight number two sir ravinelli
1: and what about the nation's capital canberra today
19: yeah, just got the two down there as well. Late in the day, G, we're going to go race six, number six, Twig. This is the best horse in the race for mine, and it's going to get the job done. I think you're getting $2, but it's not a bad price. And then we're going to go to race seven, number four, Gambear, for this um, Colt from the Waterhouse Bot stable. Tried really well, just typical Waterhouse Bot trial. Shows nice early speed, and then just did enough late to keep you happy. Look, no spoil there, but race seven, number four, Gan bear to round out the day, G. mean,
1: you've been on fire, Mickey Gaddam. We appreciate we appreciate your work here on um, giddy up and bag of tips especially. But to get the, the full set of tips, staking plan and um, your full analysis of races, you can subscribe to your services on um, uh, the great tip-off. So how do we go about doing that? That's
19: it, mate. Yeah, head to thegreattipoff.com, search Michael Gannon, and then you can have all access to all the uh, packages and uh, get the premium package for Ramwick tomorrow, guys. It's up there. Um, got all information, top four, staking plan, um, everything you need to have a good day at Roundwick yep. tomorrow.
1: That's uh, the best way you're back there tomorrow, mate. So go to the Great Tip Off and type in Mickey Gannon and get his um, game plan there for Sydney on a Saturday afternoon. Good on you, mate.
19: Thank you, G. Have a good weekend.
1: Murray Bridge in South Australia is today's venue there in the Gallops. And SA Mitch Lewis is back. Mitch, what are we doing at Murray Bridge this afternoon, mate?
0: Yeah, hello again, Gareth. And um, just off the top, I did check the wind conditions today and it's not <laughs> not anywhere near as windy. So we should be right. All
1: right, perfect, mate. What are we doing then? How do we back a winner? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm going to kick off in race four with number nine, uh, winning revolution. So he's a ex-Peter Moody horse who's had three starts here in SA, but he hasn't been very far away. He's just been doing a couple of things wrong. So he finds a bit of an easier race today uh, and the blinkers go on, which I think is just going to sharpen him up that little bit. So he's drawn in barrier two. So I'm expecting him just to push forwards, just be better than midfield. And uh, with Stacey Callow's claim, he's going to carry 54 and a half. So I like how he's placed here today, and I reckon he's a good chance to get this win.
1: All right then. So winning revolution. What else are we doing?
0: We'll go to the next race, race five. Uh, with number four just chipping away as a bit of a value play. Um, this one, this race has been affected by a few scratching, so it's really opened it up with some of the bigger boys coming out of the market. She's coming off a super run here at the track, where she was only she was fourth, only point six a length behind. A couple of smart winners in Saskatoon is one of them. Uh, she's fourth up. Uh, she she does her best work later into her preps, and t- actually fourth up, she's two starts for two wins. So I reckon she's just about to start peaking this prep. I reckon we might see the best of her here today.
1: Part owned by our man Miles um, Fitz, and I think the family, the Fixter family, bred just chipping away, and just like um, just chipping away. I think Milo does his best work later in a preparation as well. So race four, number nine. Race five, number four. Though the only two plays there at the bridge, mate
0: no i'll give you my best bet in race six number three silver on red um pretty keen silver on red and i think the market is as well when when the meeting was uh on saturday last week he was getting backed and he's been backed again i think he's about six bucks into 370 as i was looking at it so uh he's just coming off a run at the valley mid-december where you know he was out he got spat out the back and made a stack ground a place like you just don't do that at the valley um He comes here to Murray Bridge on a track that's going to suit him way more uh, and he's he's got a great record here. He's five starts, two wins and two seconds. I think there's going to be some tempo, so he's just going to camp off him and I'm expecting him to be really strong late, so I'm pretty keen on him at a good price.
1: Love your work, mate. So there's your best bets there on a Friday at Murray Bridge so we can make some money with uh, your runners there. And, of course, they are race three, number four, race four, number four, and uh, race five, uh, number 12 there. Uh, not No, no, sure. race six, number... Oh, I've just mucked up my numbers. Race four, number yeah. nine, winning revolution. Um, silver on red, race six, number three. And race five, number four, just chipping away. And we can catch all of your work. You just need to get to Twitter, at Mitch Lewis, or lowercase, 101. And then uh, it's got the links there, of course, to form breakdowns. And you can catch the full set of tips there for Mitchie Lewis. Across all of those South Australian meetings. Love your work, mate. Good luck. Thanks, mate. Good luck to you, and thanks for those little pushes there. You're a star. There's Mitch Lewis there. Now, Sunshine Coast, best bets Chris Nelson, race three, number four, Zing Along, race four, number four, Party Spirit, race five, number 12, also his best bet. The mailman at Dolby today, race one, number one. And at Esperance today, the Western that whispers, race two, number 12. Special Virtue. So race two, number 12, repeating the numbers for Chris on the Sunshine Coast. Race three, number four, race four, number four, and race five, number 12. We'll take a break here on Bag of Tips here on Giddy Up on this Friday. On the other side of it, we'll catch up with the boys from Tassie, Bear Robertson and Matty Reid to preview a big day of racing on a Sunday at Hobart. Welcome back to Getty Up. This is Bag Tip Sunday afternoon. What a meeting it promises to be in Tasmania, the Thousand Guineas. We've also got the Summer Cup over the 2200 metres. Our man Bear Robertson joins us. Bear, what are we doing from a punting perspective, mate? How are we making some money on, on this Sunday meeting at Hobart?
20: Morning, Gareth. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm pretty keen on Glass Warrior in the uh, Summer Cup, race eight, number 10. Um, she was very, very good uh, last start and she drops a couple of kilos and all the others have to come up and um, her win last start was outstanding and I think she'll uh, win the Summer Cup again en route to the Hobart Cup in three weeks' time.
1: So if you got $200, is 100 the win on Glass Warrior? Uh,
20: no, I think we go 150 mate. I was, I was hoping we might get sort of $3 or $4 but I reckon she's a
7: really good bet.
1: All right, love it. What are we doing with the other 50 then?
20: Uh, we're going to have race two, number one, Bank of Tom. Um, it's got a lovely claim for Taylor Johnson. She takes three kilograms off. The horse is stripping fitter. Just got beat just over a length last up. Didn't have a heap of room over the concluding stages, I think, out to 1400. Uh, sorry, sticking at 1200, it's going to be really, really fit. And I think, I reckon you'll get five or six dollars. So I think we'll have our other 50 on Bank of Tom. Beautiful, be number so
1: one. you've been seeing them beautifully. So is this man, the Stapper, Matty Reid. Matty, what are you doing with your $200 there on um, Summer Cup Day at Hobart on Sunday?
17: Yeah, really good program on Sunday, isn't it? G? i not on a couple in, in back-to-back races. I think Bold Instinct wins the, the Black Flash, which is a, a new program added to the uh, calendar down here in Tassie, honouring one of our all-time greats. Uh, Bold Instinct. Drew off the track in the three-year-old cup and uh, just complete forgive run. Was pretty good before that, over 1,100 metres. Loved McCool line, loved the low draw. Trialled really well. Winkers go on. He's one I'm, I'm pretty keen on as an improver here. And, and what does look a race in two, I think Bold Instinct and Fear the Sting are probably the two. Hoping the Brutton runner comes up fave and, and gives us a bit better a price. So we might go, uh, we might go 75 on Bold Instinct. And we'll have 75 on race six, number six, Justin Needs. I really like this filly in the thousand guineas. Uh, she set the 1400 metre track record for all about three races um, last time in Hobart. She beat Zerka who came out and won. This is another one that gets B McCool on uh, Imogen Miller. Her horses run really well in Hobart. I think her position's in the first couple, uh, and will be too good. So we'll have 75 on Justin Needs and. 50 on the multi as well, G. All
1: right, then. So I like the confidence. Um three two one jockeys in Tasmania at the moment. Bear, take it away.
20: Uh, number one seed's B. McCool. Yep. Um, he's obviously been a legend in the jockey ranks, but he's 12 of the last 50, so he's still holding his form really good. Um, I want to put Anthony Darmanon on at the moment. I reckon his last week and a half um, has been exceptional and he's winning from anywhere, whether he's on pace or out the back. And I just think, uh, Siggy Carr, especially in the staying races, I want to put her on as well, mate. All
1: right, then, love it. No Perez, which is interesting, Maddie. Uh, yeah, Perez, an
17: interesting one. Uh, look, you can't go past B McCall, he's just a, he's the best that we've got down here. Uh, with Bear, Siggy Carr, particularly if I know that I've got one in the first couple, uh, you want no other jockey than her. And probably an underrated one is, is Taylor Johnston. I heard Bear mentioning um, she's riding Banker Tom earlier. She strikes at about 20% for Scotty, only a limited sample size. But she's an apprentice that can kind of come from back in the field or on speed. I, I really like that trait about Taylor Johnston. So she's a worker. She rides for a, a lot of the stables down here. and uh, I think she's third or fourth on the premiership. So... Um, she's one to keep an eye on, perhaps a little bit less unsung than some of our other apprentices like Cody Jordan and, and Chelsea Baker and Erica Burnberg.
1: right, boys, love your work. Looking forward to King Island tomorrow. We'll have a chat to you about that as well. And there's the Bernie Cup for the Trots on Sunday, so a big weekend of racing in Tassie. Good work, boys. Thanks, Bear. Thanks, Matty. CG,
16: Have, have a good like.
1: day. Melton tonight in the Trots. Darren Carroll's done the form. Daz, take it away, mate.
13: Yes, Gareth. Um, yeah, great nights racing at Melton tonight. Um, starts off the exciting weekend that we've got ahead. Um, race three, number eight, Jack's Boy is my first bet. Um, this is for drivers who have had 25 wins or less. So they can be tricky races because, uh, obviously, inexperienced drivers. We've got uh, Corey O'Donoghue only having his third drive here. comes from a, a famous trotting family, so he's had a lot of experience and drives very well at the trials. So... I'm banking on Corey getting the job done and and getting his first winner. Got a little tricky draw, but does follow out speed. I think it's the best horse in the race by far. Um, we just need probably an ounce of luck at some stage, but if um, that comes its way, then we're getting around about three dollars twenty and about three six five at the moment. And I think um, it's it's the one to start us off our night. So race three, number eight, Jack's Boy. And the other one I like. Um, we go to race nine, number four, Surprise to me. It's had four runs for the Andy table so far. Um, Kate jumps back on tonight, which I think is a real plus. It'll be aggressive early. Um, it's got good gate speeds. The other one that's got gate speeds is favorite in the race, Jessica's Story. Um, they met last time and Jessica's Story led and we sat parked um, over the uh, shorter trip. Tonight we go over the longer trip, which i suits our horse surprise to me a lot better than Jessica's Story. Um, so we'll either be in front or sitting behind Jessica's story. If we're in front, then I don't think Jessica's story could possibly be the sitting in park. And if we sit behind Jessica's story, then I think we'll be too strong late. So that's my map on the race. Uh, we're getting a really good price there. It's over $4 um, on bet 365 at the moment. Not three eighty on bet 365 at the moment, but I think that's a really good price. So give us some play money for the weekend, Gareth.
1: Love it, mate. Race three, number eight. Race four, number nine. Good on you. Thanks for that, Das. See breaks, pulls the thunder Saturday, January 21. Gamble responsibly. Call one 858 858 Simon Orchard joins us to go through his best across New South Wales today. G'day, sight Morning, G. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, mate. What are we doing from a punting perspective today? Hopefully we can get some
11: money at Goulburn uh, midday today. Gareth, race three, number two, Poppy Jack. About 270, second favourite on Bet365 at the moment. Pretty talented sprinter, this guy for Ruth and Daniel Maddick Just keeps turning up and running good races. Hard to believe, almost two years ago to the day, uh, Poppy Jack came unstuck in that Bulleye Gold Cup final. They weren't sure if he'd ever race again, but here we are two years down the track, and he's still going better than ever. He jumps from box two today. Cosmic condition, they're tussling for favoritism at the moment. It's out in box eight, but Poppy Jack really liked the record at Goldman. Nine wins, and he's box two stats, Gareth. Outstanding. 14 starts for seven wins and four minors. Seems like an obvious statement here. He just needs to outdump the dogs drawn either side because there's some early toe around him. But really like Goldman, race three, number two, Poppy Jack. The Gardens tonight, race two, number three, Sammy's turn. Don't normally like backing dogs who don't begin that flash, but Sammy's turn does have some really good pace once he hits the ground. Had his first run back last week for basically two months. It was over the shorts at the Gardens, and I really like the way he hit the line. So he steps up in trip today to 400. I think that's going to be a winning move. Race two, number three, Sammy's turn at the Gardens. And then Richmond tonight, race pen number 4, Okie Chobie Road. I think there was a song named Okie Chobie Road for Sam Sultana. Um, what about this guy? Really good form at Richmond over the shorter trips. The last couple at Wendy Park hasn't had a whole deal of luck. He's had a win, a placing, an unplaced effort last start, which is a really horror watch. Hasn't missed the frame in four starts at Richmond, though. So back to his home track, I reckon he's going to do all right as well. Race 10, number 4, Okie Chobie Road, best at Richmond tonight.
1: Good on you, mate. Thanks for that, sight.
11: Have a wonderful day. Hooray.
1: Lab Brakes pulls the Thunder Saturday, January 21. It's Greyhound Racing. Supercharged. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. No one runs the dogs like South Australia. And Toddy Gray, he's ready to go to help us back a winner at Murray Bridge today. day, Todd. How do we do, Mr. Hall? How are we? Good, thanks, mate. Take it away with your best bets, mate. Easy. Uh, I got. We start with the first.
21: Race one, number four, Vega Black. I think this is a very good each-way chance. Only the two divs here, but you can get double figures. Uh, look, he's been coming back slowly but steadily after an injury, and I think this race is just going to be run the suit in today. This favourite in one deserves to be favourite, but a bit too short for mine. Bit of a question mark at the distance. Vega Black can run out the 680, no problems at all. think he's going to lob second or third early, and then his best section is his last. He can run the distance. Look, if he gets back to anything like his best, uh he this is a massive price but even even at only the two-thirds which he's been going lately i still think he can upset the favorite so race one number four vega black uh as the each way there um look if you like him shorter, sure for something to throw in your multi as well there's a lot of short price favorites at the murray bridge today so uh Race three, number eight, Victor Tony, probably the best of all of them. Look, the only thing I really want to take about at the dollar sixty about at the moment is petrol. But uh, so he, as an individual bet, uh, probably a bit too short. But if you're looking for a few multis or anything, I do think he is the best of the best of all the shorties today. Coming back from running in a uh, Group One heat last start and finds himself at a juvenile at Murray Bridge, just perfectly placed, box eight, no worries at all. The seven will jump well and cart him into the race. He'll use his mid race muster to get to the front and I think justify the odds, but. Uh, Jimmy the Goose could pick that one yes. out, but I do think it will be winning. Um, and then we finished with a few each ways in the last two as well. Race 10, number eight, Suhana. Uh, we'll be stone motherless out of the boxes, but don't worry, that's part of the plan. And a few dogs here will take each other on early. Uh, it'll stay wide and it'll hit the line well. Um, Murray Bridge should suit it. The yep. big wide turn, the U-turn shape, I think it'll be well suited and bet. run on and be a big chance. And the last one is real quick. Race 11, number eight, just Buffy. Make this the smallest one of all the days. Look, I like the draw. I think it's going to be right up there early and just should not be double figures for mine. Good on
1: you, mate. Thanks for that. There is um, Toddie Gray at Hillsville today. The Watch Likes race two, number eight, Gotham City. At Horsham race, six, number one, Willful Bale. Geelong race, 11, number four, Wilson Bale. Trelgan race, three, number seven, Hilltop Johnny. He's best bets there. Um, and we'll put those uh, tips on social media. And uh, that is uh, the bag of tips here on the Giddy Up on this uh, Friday. Race 2, number 4, race 6, number 4, race 7, number 1, the best at Gloucester Park on a Friday night. And you can put race 5, number 4, and race 10, number 4 in your multis as well. Have a wonderful day.